1: Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today I'm joined by Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and our conversation is all about transformational healing and how essential it is to deal with our emotions to find true wellness. Alex gives us a tutorial on quantum physics and its role in healing and health and how we need to ditch selfless syndrome to be our best selves. Dr. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am excited as well. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I love to start out with your story because what you're doing is so important and so unique that I'm pretty sure it wasn't your dream when you were little to (laughs) (laughs) be bringing this to women in the world. So if you're willing, as much of your your story as you're willing to share with us, how did you get to, to be in this field?
2: Yeah, well, there's there's lots of st- stages to my journey. So I'll kind of summarize the, the shorter one. We were talking before the show, you were asking how I ended up in Alaska. And <sighs> I ended up in Alaska shortly after I'm originally a chiropractor and, you know, moved here for a job and found out I was pregnant three days before I came. And that was kind of the start of me learning about hormones and all of this stuff, because I actually had a really hard pregnancy. My son ended up coming five weeks early. And no one could tell me why. Cause I was twenty-eight, I was super healthy, I lost weight during pregnancy instead of putting it on, which actually wasn't that healthy. But ultimately, <laughs> like, you know, as I was researching it and, and doing all this stuff, you know, I, I shared with you, I my first marriage was was really hard. My ex-husband struggled with alcoholism. So there's a lot of toxic stress and trauma, you know, emotional abuse and stuff in our marriage. And then the guy I worked for was actually legitimately crazy and ended up in jail for 25 years. So I didn't share that part of it with you, but you know, I'm, I'm dealing, like I'm in these environments while I'm pregnant. And so I finally doing research, you know, learning about toxic stress and that it impacts our hormones. And so, you know, when you have a baby, like either your progesterone drops and you have start a period or you, you know, it stays high and you have are pregnant. And then when it drops, you have a baby. And so that was kind of my first foray into that, but I was a chiropractor. So I was in a really different world. And, you know, I ended up as a single mom growing a huge chiropractic practice. You know, we grossed over seven figures the busiest year. I built all that in five years. You know, I started it when my son was six weeks old and I had this moment, I just bought this, you know, 6,000 square foot building and remodeled it spent like half a million dollars on this thing. And I walked up to my new beautiful office and just remember looking around at me like, this is not the dream. Like I was exhausted. My hair was falling out. I was losing my voice at night. I didn't have energy to even like cook my son dinner, much less play with him at that point. And I knew something had to change. And I also knew that I wasn't willing to go down the route that, you know, traditional Western medicine would say, because chances are they would have said, oh, you're fine. But I you're knew. you tired. You're a new mom. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like my, you know, my thyroid was off and my hormones were a mess. And I knew that stress was a huge contributor to that. So it led me on, you know, a journey of completely shifting my life. I don't have a, I'm not a practicing chiropractor anymore. I also had six tears in my wrist from and that career, so like things just had to change, and that really led me to, you know, where I'm at. I know we're going to have the quantum physics conversation, which has been like the newest, <laughs> newest notch in, in what I'm doing. But in terms of working with women and and really focusing on hormones, a lot of it was my own journey. You know, I had the experience of waking up and my pants didn't fit, and I was too exhausted to do anything, and didn't have any men, you know, motivation or the energy to find the motivation and all of that right. stuff, and you know, figuring out how to overcome that and really design life so that I'm healthy, which I can finally say I am. So,
1: yay! And that's how, I mean, that is, that's how we get here, right? As our Mm -hmm. journey becomes the gift, not just for us, but hopefully at least in your place and my place for many, many other Mm -hmm. women, people, children, families, you know, as we shift as you focus on women and in the autoimmune world, you know, Many of my clients are women, yeah. probably most, not all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as we shift the idea of health and wellness for women, mm-hmm. we're impacting future generations. We're impacting those children. Yeah. And that ripple effect is, is really the reward I had no idea about when I started mm-hmm. my business. Oh, no, I was. And I'm always thrilled, you know, the, each person, but now that I understand, you know, we're changing families. We're hopefully yeah. eventually changing healthcare, wellness, all of it. I know I, really? I'm like, oh, I said, I wanted to talk about quantum <laughs> physics, and <laughs> health, but I'm like, there's so many other points in your journey. I, I, I want to talk about too. I want to highlight, I literally just had this conversation with a client right before we hopped on, which was you you talked about the not having the energy, right? like being the mom, what I was sharing with this client who has started making amazing changes and her energy, she's she's actually brilliant. She is in a better place, certainly far from her sickest and but was ready to take the next up level and is finding the like, oh, I have more energy and I have this yeah. is better and that's better. And she's executing like a rock star because she has the energy to do it. And I was sharing with her a story about another client who is could be your client, I'm sure, textbook, you know, entrepreneur, business owner, loves her business, loves her children. When we first started working together, there was a point in which she said to me, you know almost like, do you think I'm a bad mom? Because it was easier for her to be at the office yeah, than home with her young children. And, and she was thinking of it. I think it, you know, is was just, that's what I enjoy better. And I said, which if, even if that is the case, like absolutely not, that doesn't make you a bad mom. Like we need, everybody needs to be who they are. Well, her health is just remarkably improved And she texts me all the time. I'm having so much fun playing. Like, it used to be self-care was like, you know, how far can I get from my family? And now that she has energy, she's like, I really love playing with my children. I love, and we don't realize that when our gas tank is empty and we're tapped out, that it's not... A decision. Yeah. It's not a. It, it's not a flaw. It's not a like. There's only so much we can do, and so I, I wanted to just highlight that part of your story with the, you know, it's whether it's hormones and people. It's always hormones at, at yeah. some point. Just like it's <laughs> always bad. toxins and it's <laughs> always you know. It affects hormones and hormones affect that. like it's all it, yes. Yeah. And stress <laughs> affects You know, I mean, stress, Chronic stress is is a toxin, and that affects hormones and. We get into this this cycle, and so kudos to you for even asking the question at twenty eight. Like, why would I deliver early?
2: Like, it- most people that like I I asked my you know I had a nurse midwife because it ended up being emergency, so I had to you know get away from my birth center here. Alaska has really weird midwifery laws, but you know they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, don't you care? Like, why? why? <laughs> don't we want to understand? I I've always been that way, like you know but why? Like I'm always at when I developed asthma and allergies at age 12, I'm like, but why? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. It just happens. I'm like, no, actually I was vaccine injured is how that happened. But you know, now I understand that. Right. Yeah.
1: And I feel like, but why should be, you know, everybody says functional medicine is root cause medicine. I really think <laughs> the slogan for functional medicine should be, but why? Because yeah, that's where it is. It's like Western medicine stops. It's not wrong or bad or whatever. It just, it just stops at the, this is, and usually the, this is, is a symptom with a name that they call a diagnosis and they don't ask, but why I, my middle child was still, I went into labor two months early and was able to cook them for another month. And Nobody. I didn't ask why at the time. I, that's not true. I did. I got the. I don't know. And then I got to be terrified through my whole next pregnancy that it was going to happen again. Again. Yeah. I didn't know why it happened in the first place. Right. So, kudos to you for being, you know, curious. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important in
2: how we approach our health. You know, we're so used to the Western model where it's like the doctor just says this is, and, and I like the omnipotent being and. Really, we have to come at it with this curiosity of looking at everything about our lives because it all impacts our health. So
1: it really does. And yeah. we need to retrain to become our own advocates. And yes. if, you know if we don't get the answer to but why," we keep looking, we need to may- need yeah. to look elsewhere. As yeah. well, So I, I love that. And you mentioned, I, know I said, we're going to move away from it, but toxic stress. I love that you use that expression as I was talking about stress and toxins, because we all, we all live under chronic stress, whether it's, you know, big stressors, little stressors, daily stressors, yeah. that combo, the layer, different toxic stress, trauma loss, grief, all of those things. And I know you work around all of that and with all of that. And it is such an ascent. I mean, we all do in in I, I did an interview with a friend who's a trauma healer. And I'm not yeah. certified I'm not a trauma healer. I don't call but we address trauma every every yeah. client I work with or we you're not going to get long term results. You're not going to get true healing. And so mm-hmm. Yeah. i wanted to highlight all of that because what you're doing it that's the holistic part is is helping women not be where you were when you were 5 years into practice yeah. with your hair falling out at what should have been a great milestone that wasn't
2: yeah <laughs> like the celebration was was not there and speaking to the trauma you know like you i'm not certified in any way in trauma healing but what i find so interesting is Women I work with. And, you know, for whatever reason, my life experience actually has led to me working with women older than me. So I'm 37 now, those listening, but most of my clients are in their 40s and 50s. A lot of them, you know, dealing with autoimmune and a lot of stuff. But as we go through a journey where the physical body starts to feel better, many of them, like 90%, are suddenly like, hey, so I have this you know thing that happened to me when i was 14 that i've never told anybody about yeah i feel ready to process that and like that is where i interviewed a woman on my show that was talking about this as well like if we're really looking at root cause trauma is a huge piece of it and like how we define trauma like i've i have you know what ends up in like what they call an a score or whatever on the trauma scale because i had actual abuse and you know I don't want to say actual, but so many of us experience traumas, even if you don't feel like like we tend to, you know, make this hierarchy of traumas, kind of like we make a hierarchy right. of what it looks like or whatever. We're all and, different, it, and it's it all affecting us.
1: Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you've had that level or not. Like, it's still it trauma. Can be, it can be a you know a, a bunch of little t traumas, and yeah. It I can don't. also be that. You experience trauma and you don't identify it as trauma, mm-hmm. or you know, you've pushed it away and locked yeah. it in a box, it's still in there, it's still in your cells, it's still in your body. And mm-hmm. so I love that you brought that up because it can go either way, you know, some people can't reach that level of physical healing until they work on that trauma and and work on yeah. healing that, but also we were talking about energy, right? Like now I have mm-hmm. the energy to do like now, once you've handled all these other things, your body, you have the energy to also, you know, begin to yeah. look at that trauma and, and deal with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad you pointed that out.
2: Yeah. And in some levels, so we can start diving a little bit into the class yes. things there. So like for your listeners who, you know, you aren't familiar with me, I've been working on a PhD in integrative medicine that's based in quantum physics so that was like part of this and quantum physics is like amazing and cool and i'll be totally honest i've been studying it for two years and i still feel like i don't completely understand it but, I, wow. <laughs> but you know a lot of when we talk about energy like our body actually stores energy in different places and in, in us, you know you can call it chakras i like to call it energy centers but we have different centers and they've actually measured this and so one of the ways that i have started working with women to re- move that and just get access to the energy that we already have stored is we have to deal with emotional stuff and I know for me when I started doing that work it was like my third center which is kind of you know you're the pit of your gut I feel you will like that area I had it's related to willpower as the emotion and I would just feel like it was dead <laughs> like <laughs> there, there was nothing there and I had been through such a high level of stress for so many years it was like I didn't have the emotional capacity. To push myself anymore, especially like physically, any of that, and that was a lot of where the energy came from. And so I've been working on just, you know, I actually had to assign a, give myself a, a picture of like a dual decked dagger as like my you know sort of strength, <laughs> and and work through that. But that's been able to like I've started to be able to just release a lot more energy and and feel like that ability to push myself again. Which a lot of us when we're trying to get healthy or you know whatnot, we tend to go. You know, the autoimmune world is a little bit different, but I think we try to go to the things where we're pushing and pushing and pushing, but first we need to go within to really find that energy again and and have it come um, that. And so this is getting a little more in the esoteric world, but
1: you know, there's... Well, and I love that. I want to actually back it all the way up, either from Webster or whoever, or you, <laughs> quantum yeah. physics, like let's, let's go all the way back to, cause people are like, wait, why aren't you talking about quantum physics today? What is quantum physics? Let's start there. So yeah, let's
2: start there. Like in the most simplest way I understand it is it's Physics that explains the things we can't see. It's it's based in energy. You know, I geeked out a lot during my initial courses because I'm like, oh my gosh, this explains the existence of God and you know, all this stuff that <laughs> honestly, science just either has holes. Like I I don't know about you, but as I was going through, you know, my education, it would be like things about darwinism for example like there's certain things that just don't make sense about natural selection and all that and quantum physics comes in and like fills in those holes because ultimately what it's talking about is that there is a universal intelligence you can call it god you can call it whatever you want but there's something that connects us all and healing doesn't happen from you know in in the cell it's not like you go bottom up like oh if we fix this thing everything else will work it's top down so We call it downward causation. So there's actually an intelligence that exists in the world that is, you know, where thought is organized and where matter comes into existence. So, like, we are actually a representation of a thought that combines matter into something that we see getting, like, really basic.
1: (laughs) No, that was just Um, awesome. I I love it. And I love, you know, (laughs) people... think of the study, thank goodness, of quantum physics has become mm-hmm. more and more popular. Yeah. Recent you know, more recently as as we get re-enlightened, if you will. And and I mean that's the beauty of it is it's it's so it is so not new.
2: <laughs> it it's so... not. Like, <laughs> and it, what's amazing about it is all like the you know knowledge we have from like ancient Chinese medicine and some of the things that have been around for thousands of years, like essential oils, a lot of the tools that have been out there that have been poo-pooed by you know modernization of all the woo-woo. Of, yeah, like yeah. all the woo-woo stuff. Quantum physics actually explains how
1: it works scientifically. Right. Well, <laughs> um, and that's what I love about it is it it actually shows you the science of it. When I was studying in a program based in ancient Chinese medicine and quantum physics, mm-hmm. we had so many engineers in in the program. And it was, it was, you know, because it, it does explain like there, it gives you the science, it gives you, you know, the, the spaces. So That's kind of the like 101 or remedial almost. 101. What is what is quantum physics? physics. So yeah, you talked about healing doesn't happen in the cell and talked about this downward causation. How how are you utilizing, you know, why should we care about quantum physics when it comes to healing? And I mean, I kind of just said it, but you know, tell us more about that.
2: With With healing and with quantum physics. So to take it another step farther, I'm going to forget the names, the guy's name, Sheldrake, I think is who it is. They've mapped, they call it morphogenetic fields, which is, you know, we have these morphogenetic fields around us and essentially all of our organs have a blueprint. And what happens in disease is somehow the wrong meaning gets assigned to the blueprint. So it can be from thoughts, it can be from traumas, it can be like, Whatever it is, we create disease essentially by the wrong meaning get a sign, getting assigned. So when you look at healing, and you know when we're talking about autoimmune stuff in particular, like we're dealing with the body's reacting against itself. You know, in the most simplistic words, I, I think you've probably talked about this quite a bit on your show. But <laughs> to be, and I, this is not my specialty, so chime in whenever wherever you want. Mm-hmm. But when you know when we're talking about healing, it's about creating the space where the body is able to receive the correct messages. And so like this relates to my world as a chiropractor, you know, part of my chiropractic self was geeking out because we talk about innate intelligence, you know, and then there's a couple other like naturopathic physicians as well talk about similar thing, but it's this idea that there is an intelligence that, you know, impacts our healing. And so it's about clearing the pathways and allowing that to happen. And there's different you know ways that we start to access what they call the quantum field and hold space for a new possibility for yourself. But a lot of it's getting out of your own way and dealing with, more of the emotional side of healing, like so much of it is is from that because that's where meanings get assigned. You know, Joe Dispenza, I, I mentioned him with a guest I interviewed, and she like freaked out on me a little bit, but he's someone I've learned from a lot. And just you know, he explains that thoughts are the feeling, like the some feelings of the brain, and the emotions are the feelings of the body, and you have to have the two together. And our brain, and you know, our thoughts are kind of what connect us to the the quantum field as well. So we have to be able to like get to that place. I don't know if I'm making sense. Just stop me if you
1: have No, you're totally making sense. I want to highlight this, the idea of, which is very actually Dispenza-esque, holding space for new possibility for yourself. And I wanted to highlight that because as my work has continued to evolve, that this would be something, you know, we would always get to, and now this is where we start, right? Like if you want to... I always say like, I was so fortunate to be able to heal when I didn't think I could, I didn't know how to, I didn't, but that, and that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. We all can heal, but if you want to expedite that process, shifting into a space where you're holding that possibility is Mm -hmm. key. I know.
2: Yeah. I'd say it's the key. Like I talk a lot about, and I've had, what's been so interesting on my quantum physics journey is a lot of the training I had early on where they didn't have the language around what quantum physics was. This is actually what they were doing. And, you know, so any transformational process, which I talk a lot about, you know, transformational healing, and that is my commitment to the women I work with. Is like, we are transforming your life and your hormones and everything in your body, but it starts with who you're being and you know, James Clear talks about this in Atomic Habits. I learned about this and like we we tend to think that we need, you know, when we finally get healthy, then we can do these things and then we'll be a certain way. But you actually have to flip that around. And it's about stepping into who do you need to be in order to create that. And that's where, you know, holding that new possibility really comes from. So
1: you. I love okay. that. I'm like, yeah. oh, do I ask? Do I ask? <laughs> do it. That's the way. So, if you can, I don't know that there's a, you know, can you share with us? Like, where where does one start with that? Like, how do you even? If if this is something that's completely new, I find a lot of people kind of trip into it accidentally, right? Like like
2: maybe you don't consciously know that's what you're doing.
1: Right. You know, they want to learn about meditation. So they'll pick up a dispensa book or they, you know, and then it's like, oh, wait, you know, and I'd want to circle way back to something you said before, as far as my experience has always been regarding quantum physics and this universal knowledge is that, yeah, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It it doesn't matter. It just, I, I can't imagine. Well, maybe I can't imagine some people that like, it wouldn't resonate with at all, but, but nobody that has, that lives with any kind of faith-based life or spiritual awareness It, it's like Thank kind you. of the aha, like, Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. Oh, Yeah.
2: It, so speaking of that, and then we can come yeah. back into this idea of being, you know, I, cause I identify as a Christian and I actually came to my faith, like late in life. I was 26 or 27 when I, you know, I moved to the Bible Belt and Jesus found me. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> but, oh, you know, I I that. Actually, I wrote a, a social media <sighs> post that I like haven't posted yet. Cause I'm like, oh, do I really want to go here? But yeah. you know, in learning about, cause a lot of quantum physics and integrative medicine and function, like we start learning about things that came out of more of the Eastern philosophies sure. and whatnot. And you can absolutely utilize them and be fully within like the understanding of your, christianity if that's what you identify as and you don't have to identify there
1: so you know it's i was and I i'm jewish it. and i feel exactly yeah. the same way and and yeah. it's, it's not just judeo-christian though it's right bigger the, than it's that ed, it's, it's, ed, it's, it's all of it yeah but,
2: you know you know yeah. i and i am i believe like those of, of faith no matter what you are like so much of a component of it is just love and so right. loving each other loving yourself that's a hard one for women yes (laughs) you know and it it might just be starting there like a lot of it is about shifting the emotions that you've been dwelling on like the things we focus on are the things that we tend to present like produce more of. so if you're always focused on your pain or your weight or that you don't have any energy like you're going to create more of that i have experienced this (laughs) many 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 ways and you know so getting into the other question around like, how do we start accessing this? It's things like meditation. Like I didn't meditate until January of this year. And I now meditate every day. I learned a lot of how to meditate from Joe Dispenza. But before that, I like his are kind of time intensive. So I had to Mm -hmm. learn that, oh, this is beneficial. And I should make the the time for it, you know, before that, but you know, just focusing on feeling those emotions where do you feel them in your body. Like allowing yourself, which is really hard
1: for some people.
2: Really hard. Like mm-hmm. I sucked at this. I'll just be honest. <laughs> it's like yeah. feelings. What? What do you? Because I'm really good. Well, at it wasn't safe think, for you
1: for a long time to feel your no. feelings. You wouldn't yeah, have and that was needed in you know, your days.
2: I didn't even dive into my childhood, which was also, right. <laughs> you know, I kind of recreated my relationship with my mom and who I married, but I love my mom to death. We're still working on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it's being willing to dig into those things because we also have unconscious patterning and wiring in our brain that will keep us stuck in the same pattern. So it's finding the ways to increase your perspective, to just allow yourself to experience something new and then watch for where those things show up.
1: And I love the, what you focus on, you know, create more of yeah. is, is so yeah. true. I have, you know, a lot of people and, and I do think that meditation isn't for everybody at every time in their life. Like it's hard to yeah. imagine, but in, in certain cases, but I also know it's just something that people are very resistant to sometimes. And I have spent a lot of time and I've talked on the podcast and in, in my courses about, you know, kind of debunk, debunking those myths and reasons of, you know, you don't have to do it for an hour and, you know, you're, yeah. you're not doing it wrong and you don't stink at it and all those things. And I have a meditation practice. It's a huge, it was a really big part of my healing journey, but this idea of, you know, where your attention goes is so important that for me, one of the things I use with all my clients because I love it and it's short, it's fast. The bang for the buck is there is gratitude journaling. Yeah. Because like you said, like if you're fixating on whatever that thing is you want to change, you're probably not going to change it. Yeah. (laughs) But when you start and that's the kind of, it's just a way, it's a tool of, expanding that view, if you will, kind of pulling your lens back, but it is amazing. And people will say to me, well, I'm grateful. And I'm like, no, I know you're grateful. I'm not saying you're not grateful. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. should be so easy because you are grateful. And even, you know, the people that are clearly walk around every day in a place of gratitude, when you just have that practice of a writing with a, with a handheld utensil pen or pencil, yeah, create, you know, strengthen those neural pathways faster, yeah. but then they'll even say, like, wow, like it's everywhere. Like, everywhere I look, I there's something I'm like, yeah, look yeah. at that. I um, know, and you
2: may be starting, you know, I've had clients that I've said, like, as a starting point, hey, let's just you know each day write down three things you're grateful for. That's like, what we three? do. I three can't things. do three. Like I want. How about one? I'm like fine. Start with one. But like you can find three things you can
1: be grateful for. We can <laughs> all find three things. And I, I have said before, you know, if it's a really bad day, you know, if you can pick up the, if you can hold the pen, like there's one thing to be grateful for right there. Like I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we yeah. can always always find it and then I joke and I'm like of course you have permission to write more than 3 but the win is 3 and that yeah. like that just eliminates all the resistance for people yeah to yeah. start to create the Absolutely. habit and then they're like hooked and I love it and so and I just wanted to kind of share that as a tool and again I am I love meditation it was
2: mm-hmm.
1: huge for me but like look at where you've come and what you've accomplished without a dedicated meditation practice. So yeah, it's not yeah. the only route to wellness. No, it's it's not.
2: And I was gonna add to that, you know, the whole idea behind meditation and why it's so powerful is you're changing brainwave states, right? And so we tend to live in like high beta, which is super stressed out mode, <laughs> like type A, like overwhelmed. I've got all this stuff going on. And meditation is just a tool that helps you shift from that to alpha or theta state. And alpha is like where creativity lies and theta is kind of that right before you fall asleep kind of experience. And so I've seen cool things happen in my life doing that. But I also recognize there's been other ways that I've done that throughout my life without realizing it. And a lot of us have those and they tend to be things maybe we don't make time for. So you could do it any kind of creative thing that you have. Like I actually play the violin and whenever I play the violin, I just don't have that music and it's amazing. So, you know, you might have something like that, or you draw, like my drawing is like a fifth graders and my son makes fun of me, but it's something (laughs) that calms me down and gets me out of that. It's just shifting the focus of your brain. Like from Joe Dispenza talks about convergent and divergent focus. So both going within and without like, and just being aware of yourself in the world. So you can do that lots of different ways. Like you not have to.
1: You can, you can. And well, and I feel like too, oftentimes those things that you just mentioned are things that adults and women in particular have moved away from, have fallen out of their routines because, you know, they don't take the time for themselves and focus on themselves. And I have so many clients and I'm like, I don't think I'm not a painter. I'm not an artist. So I don't think I'm attracting people in that way, but I have so many clients who are painters and they're gifted and they're, or artists of some sort. And we're all creative in one way or another, even if we don't look at it that way, but it is interesting. And so for, for these particular clients, that's become Part of their wellness routine yeah. Yeah. is taking the time to to do that because it's not just, I love that you, that you pointed that out. It's not just a stress reliever or a, you know, a, when you're changing brainwave states, really good stuff is happening. Um, yeah. That I think of it yeah. as like, fit, it's a, it's another fitness area. It is.
2: Right. Yeah. Like there's, you know, that, the well, yeah, way I actually started learning meditation, I downloaded. There's an app called FitMind, and they come at meditation completely from the science perspective. But so you just started for one minute, and it's all about just training the muscle of your brain to go in and out of those states and to be able to do it, you know, without having to close your eyes and <laughs> put on the weighted blanket and diffuse right. the oils and all the things. Like just you're you're. It's another way you're
1: building fitness in your body. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I do want to touch on. I know I was like, I want to talk about quantum physics, um, no, but okay. but <laughs> I I want to talk about everything, all the things. I know we we can't dig into all of it, but I do want to touch on because I want to get give listeners a really good idea of your focus on what you're bringing to the world. And so I want to talk about selfless syndrome, because I feel like that was the perfect segue as I was talking about women who no longer do the things that, you know, so tell us, tell us about that, how you see it mm-hmm. and fix it. All that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. In three minutes or less. How do yeah, you fix selfless
2: syndrome? <laughs> I mean, that. Yeah. It takes some time. So, you know, selfless syndrome, we've alluded to it a couple of times. Yes. Out here. Yep. I've almost been like, Hey, I call that selfless syndrome. You, you know, should've. it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the innate desire we all have as women to take care of everyone and everything else except ourselves. And you know, we are so wired to put our kids first and our family first and our career first and like everything else comes first. And I'm not that's totally you know, I get a lot of pushback on like, well, isn't being selfless a good thing? And I'm like, Yeah, but if you're not taking care of yourself, like you're only as good to the people around you as, you know, healthy you are. So if you are consistently just running yourself ragged and not getting enough sleep and you don't have energy and you're, you know, generally you start getting mean to everybody. Like I know when I'm not making time for what I need to make time for, I'm not the world's nicest mom or wife or any of those things. And so, you know, in in shifting that, I think it comes to, there's a couple of things, like as a society, we have to really move away from whatever it is because our role as women has also changed. I I tend to be kind of a feminist. So, you know, we've gone from like more women are in the workplace or owning businesses or like doing more than just being at home. And I'm, I'm also those who are at home. I'm not saying that's like just a thing. And, you know, you should, you know, feel like you should have all the time in the world at all. Like that's a three, three time job. I would say like for every kid you have, it's a full-time job, (laughs) you know, (laughs) whatever it is, but it's having that willingness to recognize, like we are important. And I think some of it comes down to self-worth as well. I'm throwing all kinds of stuff at you, right <laughs> but you know, we, we have to see ourselves, be ourselves as worthy and realize that our self-care is actually one of the ways that we serve the people and the things that we love. Oh, say that again. So our self-care is one of the, like the most important way I would argue that we serve the people and the things that we love, because when we are full ourselves, we have more to give.
1: And that is what makes us the better mom, the better partner, the better business yeah. owner, the better friend, daughter, sister, whatever, fill in the blank. You know, it, it sounds so oversimplified to say oxygen mask on yourself first. First, Yeah. Right. But it, that is really what it comes down to. If you are putting yourself last, it will catch up eventually. Some people get it away will. with it for longer than others.
2: Yeah. Uh, Which is why I probably mostly work with women in their forties and fifties. I just like did, you know, the crash in five years when I was in my (laughs) mid (laughs) thirties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, it it depends on when the the hormone component steps in, you got to experience that early too. So many women that I see are in that same age group also, and, Mm -hmm. or, symptoms came on with pregnancy or right after a delivery or, and it's like, yeah, yeah, nobody thought to think like, Oh, could this be triggered by hormones? You know? Yeah. Why are (laughs) hormones doing that to you? And so it's such a, it's such a huge component, but it takes, I see, and I'm guessing you see the same, it takes retraining. Like it's not enough to listen to this episode and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, oh, they must be right. Like it's self, it's important. It's not, you know, self-care is not selfish. It is the best gift you can give people. Not even just the people that you care about really anybody who comes into contact with you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. you can be that person who smiles at everyone in the store. And like, I am now that person. Like I feel so light and just like happy going
1: out. And And people are now back to the quantum physics. People are drawn to that, right? They are. Come up and start conversations. (laughs) Yeah. As we all realize like we want more of that. And, and so, so is this something I am guessing since you coined a term, this is something you Mm -hmm. see pretty much across the board in your, your clients.
2: Yeah. And honestly, I, when you were talking about, you know, kids and families, I, so my original hat, I was a pediatric and perinatal chiropractor. So, you know, I worked with moms and babies and wow. the more I worked with little kids and babies in the pediatric side of my practice, the more I saw moms and grandmas or aunts or, you know, whoever who were not taking care of themselves, they were exhausted. They were like, you know, dying on the couch while I'm adjusting their kid. And I was like, that's where we need to make the shift and the change. Cause you know, our kids are going to be more and more screwed up the less we have available to, to give them. And so that's kind of what, what led to my journey, but.
1: And that's a perspective. I, I try to to kind of share with my clients when they're resistant. It does feel I want to acknowledge like for anybody who's like, Oh, you know, it sounds so easy in theory. It's uncomfortable in the beginning when you're starting to, to honor yourself and prioritize yourself (laughs) And one of the the ways I try to encourage people is like, what what would you want for your daughter? Like, yeah. would, would you encourage filling somebody yeah. else, a friend, a child, a loved one, you know, what would you say to them taking a half hour a day to, I don't know, like. It, yeah. Just, I mean,
2: in the grand scheme of things, it's not much time No, and it makes such a difference. But, you know, I've totally been there, like feeling guilty we all for. Have. <laughs> going for a run or you know, whatever it is, or my kid's like, you know, no, I need you to do this. And you know, sometimes I it's legit what he needs, and other times it's like, hey, mommy, will be much better for you. Yep. If you let me do this first.
1: Habits and patterns. Yeah. And yeah. when I first started a dedicated meditation routine, I was I was meditating twice a day. So morning and afternoon, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And the afternoon one was always the harder one to get in. And sometimes I'd miss it. And if I missed it two days in a row or more, Mm -hmm. my daughter, who was then a teenager, would say, (laughs) why don't I drive and you can meditate in the car? (laughs) She would notice. And I'm pretty chill. Like, I think I'm great. You know, I'm not uptight. I'm not, she could notice. She could totally notice a difference. And so, yeah. You know, she learned like, oh, you know. As thank goodness (laughs) through watching me, that like actually taking care of myself and and prioritizing those things that do work and keep me running. Yeah, are you know are important non. I call them non-negotiables. They they you know yeah. A while to figure out what that is.
2: Yeah, and when you do, it makes such a difference. You know, same with my kid. Like he he watches and even Joe Dispenza talks about, he had three kids and he said he would just sit down in the middle of the living room with headphones and a weighted blanket and they would just play around him while he meditated. And my son too, you know, he knows that in the morning, like that's what mom is doing. It's
1: mommy's time. Yep. Yep.
2: He came up with some meditation and stuff. And
1: cool. I love it. And again, see that there's the, that trickle down of like, you know, what we do not going to be in his thirties playing with meditation for his first time or forties or fifties or sixties or, yeah. I, yeah. I love that. That is amazing. So we kind of, because I couldn't stay focused um, because <laughs> we what you're doing is too important. <laughs> and I want people to understand how it all comes together, right? It really, if you're not creating self-care, studying quantum physics probably isn't going to help your healing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Like, and that you have to be willing to take the actions too. Cause I, I find this for myself, like, you know, it's, especially when I was going through the stuff with my ex-husband and it's like, I'm reading everything, looking for an answer. Cause I want someone to just give me an answer. Right. And a lot of it came down That's to, so I needed to just, a lot of times we need to go inside before we can, like we always tend to look outside ourselves for the solution to, especially with, you know, disease or illness, or if you have a diagnosis, it's always like, what from the outside can I bring in? And a lot of times we need to go inside first. Absolutely. Not a lot of times. I'd say like hundred percent of the time. <laughs> You <laughs> need to go <laughs> inside first before any of that stuff's gonna make a difference. You know, that's where like women you, you know, when you have hormone issues, you can't lose weight, or that, that tends to be a big one that I deal with. And then I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna work on our, how we relate to food and stress and all this stuff first. Cause
1: well, and I always it's my, not gonna make a
2: difference until you do.
1: Coaching perspective is is heart-centered, heart-based coaching and So my perspective is, I mean, yes, I am an autoimmune expert, but I'm not coaching with my expertise. I'm offering resources with my expertise. Nobody's an expert on you, but you, and it's helping you get to that place where you can hear it. You can feel it. You can learn to trust it. And like you said, and it's always a work. Do I, uh, you know, I still discount the voice that comes up. That's always mm-hmm. right. Yep. <laughs> because, you know, I talk myself out of it using logic or, you well, know, yeah. whatever public opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, that's just like our up-leveling our health and our self-care and, and changing and growing and adapting all of those things. It's the same with using our intuition and listening to that voice yeah. and listening to our body. When we are, when our body isn't well, it's trying to tell us something. That's yeah. what it's doing.
2: It is. Saying, hey, pay attention to me. Yeah.
1: And, yeah.
0: You
2: know, so, I even went so far. This was a total side note, not a plug for anything. But I actually got an aura ring because I, it gives. Mine's me on a, the char- a, I
1: just put it on the charger. Yeah,
2: I need to charge but. mine today. But you know, I love that readiness score because it it definitely. You know, most days I can tell, like, hey, I feel good, or maybe no, I don't. But there's some days where I. And like, oh, I wouldn't work out, but my readiness score is great. And other days where I'm like, I totally would push myself, you know, specifically around exercise. And then it's like, no, you should rest. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's just, you know, sometimes we need that objective data to help us.
1: Well, and what I find is the, I just said this conversation on my last interview as well, then you get good at, you know, you can connect the dots of a line. And for me, and I've, I've. I've had an aura ring since the first generation. So that's about oh, okay. six so years, I think, time. a long time. I used it to help me with certain things. And and I use it in coaching too. You know, if somebody has them, I mean, it's not a requirement, but many of my clients have them. And well, if we're doing a food reintroduction or we're doing, you know, being able to yeah. track heart rate and HRV and things like that are... are and readiness is like, well, yeah. you know, if that's the only thing I changed was I ate tomatoes yesterday. And wow, like, look what's going on. It's a it's yeah. a great, it's a great tool that I always say. And it's not just ordering, there are other good ones out there, any of them. Yes. It's you look for the trends you're looking for. But because I've been using it so long, it depends on personality. I have people that I'll say, you know. How did you sleep, or how do you feel? And they'll tell me their aura score, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I didn't ask what aura thinks about how you slept. And I, I used to joke because I would get really yeah. bummed. I would wake up and be like, oh, I slept great. And then I would look at the aura score, and it was like terrible. And I'm like, oh, well, now hmm. I don't feel that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we just we got to know, but. Using tools and, and having the data. I'm a biohacker. I, I came to functional medicine through biohacking. So I love gadgets and tools and anything that can, that can help us for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap up for listeners that are listening on the go, all mm-hmm. of everything will be in the show notes, but where's the best place for them to find you and check out your work?
2: Yeah. So probably the best is I also host a podcast. Called Emerge the Health Podcast for busy, high performing women. So if you're on the go, go listen to that one. And then the other places, I have a free group on Facebook where I show up and teach live and it's a place to just interact and connect. So i I can give you both of those links to throw in the show notes. But
1: fantastic. What's the yeah. group called? So so somebody because not every, oh, she doesn't know. I think it's
2: called Emergent <laughs> Women. The what did I call it? Health for women looking for answers and results. That's what it is.
1: Okay. But look so, for emergent yeah. women and, and yeah. you'll find It'll Dr. it's it. on there. And yeah. then for those of you that are willing to take the time and look in the show notes for links, they will be in the show notes too. <laughs> but I know sometimes I know. I like I'm, like I'm listening listen. and I'm like, I just <laughs> wish people would just tell me because I'm driving yeah. or I don't know. So what is one, this is not meant to be a trick question or throw you under the bus, but what is one step that listeners can take today to start to move the the needle to improve their health of all yeah, the things. So or of it all, could be something you didn't cover. <laughs> it, it is something we didn't cover actually. Yeah. So of all
2: the things like before you get to meditation or any of these, you know, undertakings, the easiest simplest thing to start with is breathing and water. Cause most of us don't remember how to breathe correctly. <laughs> and if you look at the hierarchy of needs, like we can only live with air without air for like two minutes. You know, water, it's a few days and then food, we can actually live quite a while without. So, yeah. you know, I teach like deep breathing. So making sure you're getting full diaphragmatic breaths and all that, that can start to alter your brain state, state a lot of things we talked about. So like, if that's the one thing you do twice a day, <laughs> is you know, take five deep breaths it honestly will start to shift a lot of stuff. And the other thing is, you know, drinking at least half your body weight in ounces of water, which I find some of them either nail or are like, what?
1: So yeah, <laughs> such a big fail. Yeah. It's something we're yeah. constantly working on. And both of those things are so important. We, we take them both for granted and we don't always yeah. think about them. And, you know, when you look at all of the different symptoms that could just be from dehydration, <laughs> <laughs> because we're not drinking enough water, it's it's kind yeah. of ridiculous. It really should be the first thing doctors ask when somebody yeah. comes in: is how much water, how much water, are, you water are you drinking? You drink? Yeah, um, and the and the deep breaths is funny. That was something that that when you were talking about we talked about kind of changing brainwave states as an exercise, right? And Mm -hmm. I was thinking about breathing when you said that, that's something that I love to do on the spot that people don't necessarily know you're doing, avoid a stress response or reset Mm -hmm. or, so I love those answers. That is amazing.
2: Well, and an idea for the breathing, like back when I actually left my house and didn't work from home, you know, back in those days, I used to do, I would take three to five deep breaths with each transition. So like when I got in my car to leave in the morning, and then when I got to the office, and if I actually had the time built in, I would do it in between patients when I was the chiropractor.
1: I did a presentation for over a hundred Pakistani physicians. And okay that was the, the recommendation, some of the action items we had at the end of the talk was I challenged them to do, you know, we did breathing exercises in the, in the presentation as well. And it was, you know, do it. And they're, they are in the typical hospital-based model. And Mm so I, that was my recommendation as you walk each patient out to go get the next patient, just do it. Do it between patients, do it, like you said, you know, when you arrive in your parking spot somewhere or whatever whatever those things are that you can attach it to so that you're doing it regularly. It is something that, that again, just like the water, people don't think about and we all become very shallow breathers and we're, Yeah. um, if you're not doing it consciously, you're not doing it. And so yep. is yep. such good advice.
2: Yeah. Yay. Make a world of difference in your life too. So <laughs> that's what I got.
1: Thank you so much, Alex, for joining us today. You have shared you. amazing gold.
2: I had a pleasure being here. Thank you.
1: For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I
0: did. I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.